Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I am having a very bad day. I am in no mood. This, today, is one of the worst days that I've had in a long time. I'm not in the mood to play with anybody. Big Nasty, yeah, Big Nasty, Hall of Fame, Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Today we are live on YouTube for episode 103. And we've opened up our phone lines to talk about probably one of the worst days in sports history. At least that I can remember. In recent memory. Everything is just ass-backwards. It's bananas right now, folks. So we're live on YouTube, 813-433-0323. Give us a call and we'll talk about whatever you like. This just sucks. Everything sucks right now. (laughs) I I have no other way to explain it. You know, we wanted to sit down and record this episode. And we wanted to talk about a lot of what's going on with the Bucks right now. Because there is a lot going on with our Buccaneers today. UniWatch dropped a uh, mock-up of what appears to be the new uniforms. It is it is not an exact leak of the uniforms, but we wanted to talk about that. We wanted to talk about the Tampa Bay Times-Rick Stroud report that says the Bucks are ready to go all in on Tom Brady. Thanks for calling CFP. What's your name and where are you calling from? My name is Lorenzo Guerra, and I'm calling from Tampa, Florida. Lorenzo, what is going on, my man? Uh, well... I just have, like, this little bit of, like, kind of a weird question. And so, who am I talking with right now? This is Rhett. Evan is okay, also and we're here. we're live on the show? Yeah, we're live right okay, now. Okay, okay. Okay, so I'm just wondering, um, is the reason you have not blocked um, Bucks Planet Podcast, is, be- is that because you would not know where to get your thumbnails from? <laughs> I'm assuming this is Will Neely. Sounds just like you, buddy. Thanks. Yes, this is who it is. Okay, what's up? So so let's talk. I'm glad that you called in because now we actually have some content worth a damn. We don't have to talk about the coronavirus. We don't have to talk about Tom Brady. Let's talk about what's going on between you and I because I, I am very curious. It's been a few years. Let's be honest with ourselves. Well, let me get my side out. I'll allow you to get your side out, and we'll talk about this like grownups. It's, right. been, it's been about two years. You kind of came around, you started your show, and you would self-promote in our comments section. Which, first off... I did that once. No, you did that multiple times. It, it is... It is. 
You might not see it as disrespectful, and it's not the worst thing that you could do to somebody, but it's common courtesy. It is etiquette, buddy. I'm not going to go out of my way to go on your show where people are looking at your content and say, man, my content is way better than this guy. So don't act like you only did it one time. You and the other account that does it, I don't know if it's a buddy of yours. I don't know. But it's happened for a little while. Now, we're professionals. We've been doing our show for a long time. So I've ignored it. I haven't given you the attention that you seem to need so badly. Now you've called into our show. And this is what we're going to open up things and talk about. So I just want to talk about it. What, what was the beef? Because we never, ever did anything to you to start things off. Well, first of all, I thought this was... Was Evan or or Bucks Wave or whatever his name is? Nope, this and is Rhett. I think I'm, I'm, Evan I'm is still on the call. Evan's right here. Okay. Well, first off, um, I would I would also just like to say that like I, I just like mostly this is how it started. So I'll just disagree with like half the things Bucks Wave says, and then I'll say something, and then like I'll just get like talked down to. So then I was like, okay, and then I just make my own podcast, and then. I, I do not find it disrespectful at all to comment, like, listen to my podcast on your podcast. I don't understand why that's a problem. It's etiquette. I don't know if you it's know etiquette. My it's etiquette. It's, it's, for it's etiquette for what? Because self-promotion is fine, but self-promoting under somebody else's product is just not proper etiquette. And I'm sorry that you don't seem to understand that. I know it doesn't seem like the worst thing in the world, and it doesn't... It doesn't hurt my feelings personally, but it's just not what you do. You make your own social media, you make your own brand, and you do that for yourself. You don't go on another show and promote yourself. It's just not etiquette. It's not professional. Yes. Um. So I'm a high schooler. Okay, and this that's is great. Not my career. This so, is not my career like, either. I started this podcast in high school. Evan is still in high school. Evan is still in high school. Yes. I, I don't know any other way that I can explain that to you. But this is not our career either. This is a hobby, as it is for you as well. But there are etiquette to things. And when you're fringe media, when you're, you know, quote-unquote fan media, there's still etiquette. It, it's not, like I said, it's not anything that hurt our feelings. It's just something that you don't really do. It's like an unspoken rule. Okay, yeah, I, I was not given the podcast handbook, um, but there's I a lot of them say, out there. I know Brent Mulberry of the Pewtercast. If you ever need advice, hit him up. He's very knowledgeable. Okay, now I want to talk about something else too. Okay, um, the 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 spe- I want to talk about the special teams unit. Okay, no one talks about it. Okay, but we we have one of the worst special teams in the league, uh, efficiency wise. If you just look at it overall, from a kick returning standpoint, punt returning, kicking field goals, and punting, they're all significantly below average. So I don't understand why no one's talking about how you know we might need a new punter, we might need you know a new kicker. Now I, don't, I know we just drafted Matt Gay, but I do think that a comp- competition would be good for him, and maybe even you cut him if he doesn't. His, his extra point percentage is 27th in the NFL. And his, his kicking accuracy range from 30 to 39 yards is ranked 32nd in the NFL. He's the worst kicker from that range. And so I just don't understand why like, no one is talking about the special teams unit because that can make a difference in games. I'm sure it can. You're not wrong. 
We've been in positions before where we've had kickers leave points on the board. It's something the Bucks have had experience with over the past few years. I think the only reason for myself, I can't speak for Evan, but for me, the reason it's so easy for me to let it roll off on my back is because Mackey is a rookie kicker. He came in, and I'd say overall, he showed us some glimpses of what could be the next great kicker in Tampa Bay. He looks a hell of a lot better than a lot of the other kickers we've had in the past. Over the last three or four years, I'd say so. So, I'm ready to give Mackey another shot. I don't know about Evan. Evan, are you still there? You want to weigh in? Yeah, so... Um, like I, I'm, I'm in the same boat with Matt Gay, kinda. Um, he's a rookie, and like he showed some promise. Obviously, those numbers from thirty to thirty-nine, they're not good. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Like it's obviously it has to be better next year or whatever this year, or else he probably won't be maybe even on the team. But you know, I will agree with you on the the kick return and punt return because I believe that has to be better. Like that's that's bad. Like they're not getting anything out of their special teams there. However, you know, you you look at you're looking at Matt Gay, and it almost seems like you'd almost rather the the circus that Aguayo was, or a Kyle Brinsda, or a Nick Folk. Where you know Matt Gay, yes, you should have won the Giants game, right? And I understand that. Yeah, obviously, he has to make that field goal. I I I was getting there. And yep. he obviously has to has to do that. And obviously, if he makes the kicks in the Falcons game, it never goes to overtime. And Jameis Winston never throws that pick six. But like I said, he's been efficient at times. And for some reason, in Raymond James Stadium, apparently people say it's one of the hardest places to kick. I don't know why. But Greg Allman said he talked to a few people, and they ranked it like one of the harder places to kick. So obviously, there's no exact science to it, I don't think. But... I'm willing to give Matt Gay and the whole special teams unit another year. Obviously, the kicking and punt return game has to be better. And obviously, the overall special teams unit has to be better. I'm just not willing to pull the plug completely on after one season. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't even understand why Goomba Wale is on the roster. Like, I don't know how he made an NFL roster. I mean, all he does is he'll get, I think he averaged, when I looked this up, he was the 56th-ranked kick returner because, you know, teams use multiple kick returners, which means most teams' backup kick returners are better than him, and he was our highest-ranked one. So I, I don't see him making the roster next year. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, I think I personally think they kept him because in the preseason he showed he could pass block, and then it just didn't translate in the regular season. So... Um, I mean, I do agree they need more from him in the kick returning or wherever he is at. I believe that if TJ Logan hadn't gotten hurt, he would have been sort of that full-time guy. Unfortunately, he did get hurt, so they couldn't really do much about that. To me, his roster spot, Ogunbowale's roster spot, all depends on who they bring in this offseason. Ogunbowale was a guy that I liked over the last few years. Uh, I remember the last two preseasons, I had some really good things to say about him. He showed some good glimpses of downhill running. He was able to move the chains, shake some guys. Um, in the return game, he has been lackluster, and I think he needs to be off of that special team squad altogether, at least take the captain's patch off of his chest because he really didn't do anything to help us in that unit. Um, but I can see why he made the team, but I definitely think depending on what the Buccaneers do in that running back room this offseason, it could shake things up for him or Peyton Barber. One of those two guys is probably going to be the odd man out, if I had to guess. Yeah, the, the whole special teams captain thing, I talked about it on my show. 
it even makes sense because on his, on his very first play of special teams, and week one, he lets up a block punt. He misses his block. Guy goes right through blocks the punt in the 49er game. And he's our special teams captain? That doesn't make sense. But another thing, too, is I have – I'm very concerned with the state of our secondary. A lot of people – it got better, but we, I, I still think we need to sign, like, a veteran, you know, more – a veteran corner or some sort that can lead our – are young players. What do you guys think about that? I think that's what the Bucks have their sights set on, at least one of the free agent signings. Um, a name that we had brought up before was Tony Jefferson. I know he's not a corner. They mostly play him as a safety, and maybe they would play him as a safety here or plug him in anywhere, to be honest. But, um, but getting another veteran in the backfield would not hurt whatsoever. I don't think the answer is going to be drafting one of those guys. Now, Tony Jefferson in particular... Um, I brought that name up because we had mentioned him before, but last I had read, it seems like the Bucks are concerned about that injury. I don't know how true that was. I don't know how plugged in the source was. I believe it was J.C. Cornell, who was a little 50-50 at times. But um, last I heard, the Bucks are concerned about that, but I think he's a guy who could fit back there. What do you think, Evan? Yeah, I mean, uh, Tony Jefferson in the safety, I definitely believe they have to add um... – you know, a, a safety to the mix there. And I mean, I, I do agree that I think they should add, it doesn't have to necessarily be a, a starter per se at corner, but I think they should add some type of veteran just to bring experience to a room that really doesn't have it. I mean, I'm a believer in letting the kids, you know, be able to develop and play and they did do well down the stretch. But um, I, I do believe that a veteran corner probably should be brought in because right now it is a ton of youth in the secondary. All right, well, we got some other calls coming in, so we're going to have to let you go. But I appreciate you calling in, and I'm glad we could kind of figure out what was going on. So no hard feelings. We're good from here on out. Okay, yeah. All right, have a good one, buddy. You too. See you. All right, so that was Will Neely. Folks, people are in the chat right now, and they don't really know what's going on. We opened the show... And this is a guy who has another podcast. We had some weird unspoken beef going on with us for a little while, and he called in to try and straighten that out. So I said what I needed to say. I'm sure he said what he needed to say. And right now we move past it, and that's all it is. But what an exciting way to start the show. What a great first phone call. <laughs> oh, Evan, what do you think, man? That was interesting. <laughs> Thank you for calling CFP. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Chris. What is up, Chris? How you doing, brother? Maryland. Doing well. Awesome. I just wanted to, um, I don't know if you guys are trying to, I missed the opening, so I don't know if you're trying to avoid the uh, Jameis Winston, Tom Brady talk. But No, you're good, man. Let's talk about it. All right, yeah, so, I mean, that article yesterday about, you know, Rick Stroud putting out that the, the Bucks are, you know, ready to go all in on Brady, which could mean anywhere from 30 to 40 million dollars i just don't see how it fits the logic of bruce Arians when saying when he says that you know they need you know that money to keep the defense so if you sign brady to let's say say 35 million dollars or 37 million dollars you're going to lose a lot of you know the key pieces you wanted you know you're going to keep Shaq, you'll franchise tag him hopefully work out a long-term deal but you know, JPP players like that, they might be, you know, sued. They might be shown the door if that happens. So just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. And, you know, logically speaking, does that match up with the philosophy that, 
you know, Bruce Arians keeps uh, preaching in the offseason. I look at Brady as a move that goes back to the philosophy that Bruce set when he came in day one, and that was he wants to win now. Um, and I can totally see that a lot of people look at Brady and they see a 43-year-old aging quarterback, a guy who wasn't able to make it happen last year in the playoffs, you know, someone who's coming down a little bit. And I'll agree, I don't think Tom Brady has the arm strength or the deep ball accuracy that Jameis Winston does right now when you compare the two. But it goes back to that win-now philosophy because I'm sure a question that everybody in that building is asking themselves is, can you win a ring with Tom Brady? And can you win a ring with Jameis Winston? I think the safe answer with Jameis right now is I don't know because we've never seen him in the playoffs. We've never seen him in that high-pressure situation. I mean, we have an overtime. We, uh, last, e- last game of the season, he was in that high-pressure situation and, of course, a pick six to end the game. It's hard to compare a person that you don't know with that situation with a guy like Tom Brady I mean, the resume speaks for itself. In the playoff, countless times, six-time Super Bowl champion, one of the greatest to ever play the game. And with Bruce, if he believes enough that he can win now with Brady, he said, I mean, he, he said on uh, one of the NFL talk shows during the Combine, you know, what are his plans with Tampa? He's like, I just want to win a ring. You know, winning a ring for him is what will keep him coaching longer. He said, I want to win a ring, and after that, I want to focus on getting another one. So he wants to win now. I mean, he's been saying that. And I think for him, Brady is maybe an option to think about that just because he's a little more proven in that sense. But, Evan, what do you think, man? Yeah, so, I mean, Bruce Arians definitely wants to to keep, you know, all of his defensive free agents as he can. I mean, he wasn't lying about that. And like you said, you know, Shaq Barrett's likely to be back either way. And then, you know, you got Jason Pierre-Paul, Dominican Sue, and potentially Carl Nassib all hitting the market. So... Let's say, you know, instead of giving, like, would you rather give that $35 million to Brady or would you rather give, you know, for, let's say $25 million to Winston? That's what the Bucks are really asking themselves right now, you know? So, um, yeah, maybe signing a Tom Brady means that they can't bring back Ndamukong Sue or Jason Pierre-Paul. But right now the Bucks have to be looking at it as, is, is it worth it? And a lot of fans have a lot of different opinions on if it is worth it. And really, it all depends on what your opinion of Tom Brady is and what your opinion of Jameis Winston is. If you think that Jameis Winston can still win and, you know, can take you to the playoffs and the Super Bowl, then sure, you know, obviously you would say sign Winston and sign on the defensive free agents. But if you, you know, think that Winston can't win and Tom Brady, you're sitting there, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time, that's tempting. Um, So maybe if you want to sign him, you end up saying, okay, you know, it's going to hurt losing the Dominican Sioux, but it's something that we want to do. So I think it's all about the perception of, of what you think of the two quarterbacks or the two different options. That, yeah, that's a great answer. You know, look, I've, in the past, I've defended Tom Brady for countless years, you know, never understood why people, you know, on social media or, you mm-hmm. know, What's the, the guy in the ESPN, Nick Wright, I believe he is. He's always going in about Tom Brady. I just think he has, you know, something out for him. But, look, I like Tom Brady. I think he's, a, you know, he's obviously the greatest of all time. But the age concerns me. And, and you know, and Peyton Manning, and it's hard. I know I'm not 
you know, trying to compare the two. But Peyton Manning, I mean, his his arm, you know, when that last year he was 39 years old when that arm went out. And it went fast, and I don't even think he expected it or saw it coming. And just, you know, 43 years old, it's just, it scares me that if, you know, you get halfway through the season and his arm just falls off, you know, out of nowhere, you kind of just, I don't. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I that's a risky guy. Series is looking at it now, if he's looking at the win now perspective, but what happens if, if that does happen, you know, in a year? Now you're now what are you doing, you know? Well, I just don't think what happens if you sign a young quarterback. What happens if you sign Jameis Winston long term and he throws another, you know, 25 interceptions this year? You know, then you're sort of stuck almost in the same boat just with a younger quarterback and probably winning less games if I have to guess. Yeah, I get your point, but what do you say is the I mean, percentage-wise, which one's more likely to happen? Winston throwing 25 interceptions? Or because I, I mean I've just seen I think it goes back to the, the year you know two years ago when they won the Super Bowl against the Rams. I mean his arm was just he couldn't make the throws and they had to rely on rely on Sony Michelle to mm-hmm. you know yeah. keep them in keep them in the game and calm the rock and I I just don't I'm not going to question if they'll change their offense to fit Tom Brady because I think they would. To some extent, I don't think they're going to ask him to go out there and throw 30, 35 yards each time. But, yeah, I, I, don't know. To, I think his age scares me the most out of anything. I have to believe with Brady, the age is definitely scary because he's a guy who has said he wants to play until he's 45, maybe beyond that. And up until maybe last year, nobody knew when he was going to start to decline. I think we saw the first good bit of it last year he wasn't fantastic but he also wasn't working with a lot of weapons in new england now in concerns to his arm you know you kind of brought up they're not going to be asking him to throw the ball 30 40 50 yards a game i have to believe that bruce is an experienced enough coach to where he can look at his offense he can fine tune it a little bit and really open up the short passing game because that's something that the bucks just don't really have You know, we have a very productive offense, but it's not because we throw a bunch of slant routes during a game. Like, it's, you know, it's it's up in the air. It's just, it's an air it out offense. And I think maybe they can open up that short passing game. They're going to invest in the running game if Brady comes in. And kind of talking about the short-term situation, or at least a year or two years from now, so I guess long-term in that sense. But, um, you know, if you bring Brady in, I have to believe they're looking at the draft a little bit differently when it comes to when and where they would draft a QB. Because I think if they bring Brady in, they're going to draft a quarterback a little bit earlier than they would have if they just re-signed Jameis. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, could, yeah, I could agree with that. I mean, from a from that standpoint, I agree, but also from a... You know, get a player that's going to contribute right away. My issue is, you you draft a QB and he's sitting behind Tom Brady for two years. You know, depending on if you get him in the second to sixth round or whatever, seventh round, or you know, now you just two years. He's you just wasted a draft pick just to sit on the bench just in case. And so, I mean, I know it's nitpicking, but. Basically, no, but, well, basically, you're saying somebody that's not helping you right now. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I get it. So if you go and 
say you draft a quarterback in the third round, I'll throw out a name, Jake Fromm, because I know many people have. But uh, just use him as an example, whereas you could have probably gotten, you know, another running back or wide receiver or edge rusher in the third round that could contribute now. You know, the edge rusher could just be a situational pass rusher, you know, behind Shaq Barrett, come in on, you know, third down or second down and or obvious obvious passing situations and you can just tee off. I mean, that's that's my, from a team-building standpoint, I just don't want someone just holding a clipboard for two years mm. instead of having someone that can win now or help right. win now. And it's definitely a risk. So, you know, we kind of talk about the risk that the Bucks are going to have to take. You You really just have to kind of shoot from the hip. You have to hope that if you bring Brady in, he's going to be what you hope he can be. And, of course, Jameis Winston, if you bring him back, there's always the risk of can he improve, can he turn the turnovers down, which I personally believe he can, but we just have to wait and see. Chris, we appreciate you calling in, buddy. We're going to get to a few more calls here on the show, but um, thanks for calling in, and go Bucks. Thanks, guys. Awesome show. Thank you. All righty. That's our buddy Chris out of Tampa. He left us a voicemail on the last episode. Good guy, Chris. I like him on Twitter. He's a pretty funny guy. Uh, so we have got a lot to talk about. We kind of jumped into the Tom Brady situation there, the what if. And going back to the source of that, there was a report that came out just a few days ago, if not yesterday, I believe, uh, that the Buccaneers are ready to go all in on Tom Brady, it seems. We had Griffin you know, Greatness call be- in, and, and something ended up happening. It kind of glitched out. So we're going to take another call okay. here and see hopefully Skype doesn't crash. CFP, what's your name? Where are you calling in from? Uh, Braden Harris from St. Petersburg, Florida. Hey, what's going on, Braden Harris from St. Petersburg, Florida? What do you want to talk about today? Um, so uh, um, I just wanted to say, if you were Jason Light and you're kind of in the situation that the Bucks are in right now, um, I, I mean, I, I, I understand the concern about Tom Brady. And, like, personally for me, I'm, I, I root for Jameis all the way because, you know, is a Florida guy, you know, but I feel like there's a certain point of time where if we have Tom Brady, it's kind of like, I'm not saying it's bringing a winning culture immediately to Tampa, but it obviously wouldn't hurt, and definitely I agree with you when you say Bruce Aarons can, like, fine-tune his offense a little bit and kind of bring the short game, but I don't think Tom Brady has a noodle arm by any means, but what would you... What was your what would your preference be if you were Jason Light? Would you rather go with go with James James Winston or Tom Brady? If I was Jason Light and it was up to me to make that decision, I would want James Winston. I've said this before on the show that I am a Jameis guy, and when you compare him and Brady, it would be exciting to have Tom Brady. But I think there's just a higher risk of him coming in here not performing. I would like to bring mm-hmm. Tom Brady in on a two or three year, or not Tom Brady. I'm sorry. I would like to bring Jameis Winston back on a two or three year deal. Um, not necessarily give him the number that his camp seems to want. I've heard that the sweet spot is like 28, but nobody's really confirmed that yet. Um, so I would maybe resign him to a two or three year deal, but I'm definitely picking Jameis over Brady at this point, just because in my mind, I think there's less room for, the worst possible situation to happen. But who knows? I could pick Jameis and he goes out there and throws 35 interceptions. We really don't know. But if I were Jason Light, that's what I would do is bring Jameis back. Evan, what do you say, buddy? Yeah, uh, a lot of this has to do with 
potential contracts, and that's why I'd probably lean James Winston, just because I think Winston's going to end up getting a little bit of a smaller contract than Tom Brady would, like salary wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think that you know Winston's upside right now, age is, is a big thing, right? If, if Tom Brady was 35 and still you know considered like the goat or whatever and stuff like that i don't think many people would be having this discussion i think it would be easily brady because they think you know oh this guy can play another five years um but right now you know he showed a little bit of signs of slowing down and uh i just think that winston's upside i'm willing to bet that he's not going to throw 30 interceptions next year um you know, unless, like I said, Rhett's the decision maker and he throws 35. But, yeah, right. Um, That's the only instance so. <laughs> that he would throw 35, by the way, is if I got what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think right now, you know, looking and looking in the long term, probably Winston's the best. But, you know, this year, if you're just talking about this year, if he had won the year, one year of the NFL left, I'd choose Tom Brady. But we're talking, you know, the NFL is still going to be going on, so. Chai, who knows at this point? Uh, All the yeah, coronavirus. Yeah, but, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, if, yeah, I would definitely probably lean toward a two-year deal with Jameis Winston just because, I mean, 30 interceptions is definitely <laughs> something that's cautionary and pretty scary. But, I mean, we weren't, we didn't really have an air raid offense, but we were passing the ball a lot, but and which brings me to my next question. I was going to ask, um, who do you guys want to run running back next year? Would you rather stay with Ronald Jones or Peyton Barber? Or would you rather dip in a free agency or maybe even go in a trade to see if we can even get a better back? Ooh, me me personally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Me personally. I, I, I'm i a believer that they shouldn't draft a running back really uh, that high. So um, I would stick with Ronald Jones, and I would probably sign a running back in free agency to compliment him. Uh, maybe not like a big name like Melvin Gordon, but uh, a name I've brought up on the show a bunch is uh, Chris Thompson from Washington, I think could really compliment Jones. I like the strides that Jones made last year, and I just think giving him more touches – Hills continue to develop, and I think Thompson would be a good, you know, third down back for, for, um, for the Bucks to use in certain situations. So I would probably lean towards Jones and like a a, a mid tier free agency signing. I, I'm I'm kind of on the side with Evan as well, where I like Ronald Jones to be the featured back. I'd want it to be a scenario where he gets the majority of the carries. I think the best is yet to come for Ronald Jones, and if in the right situation next year, he really could have a career defining season. But bringing someone in to compliment him, and for me, I, I, don't, I don't really care if we draft a running back in the third. You know, some names that people bring up all the time is Cam Akers, uh, Jonathan Taylor, and then um, Evan had brought up in his battle plan as well, the kid out of LSU. I think it's Clyde, is it Edwards Hellaire? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's another really talented guy that they could come in and do that job. So I, I don't know. I really don't. But I'd like a scenario where... Rojo is the featured back. I'd like for him to really just get the credit he deserves because he showed us some flashes and he had some good particulars where he was really robbed of a beautiful stat line just because of penalties that brought it back. But I think he can do some work. He just needs someone to help him out, take some of the stress off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like if he gets if he gets majority of the touches, I mean, absolutely, he shows flash flashes. I mean, he had some plays that you can kind of just tell are easily fixed. It's just kind of like easy football mistakes that one fumble that kind of slipped out of his hands is the one I can remember but yeah um I think mm-hmm. if he gets I think if he gets majority of the touches I feel like he could definitely become a back that 
you know, we kind of lean toward. And so, I mean, Peyton Barber, he's, I mean, power back, he'll fight forever you are. I, I, I mean, I love him to death, but it's kind of like at that point where if Jameis is, if we continue with Jameis and he's kind of throwing every single down and we could we could use like a, a running back that we can count on and say, listen, if he gets a hole, he can get at least eight yards, you know? Mm. Yeah, well, and I, I personally, I think you've probably seen the best of Peyton Barber. I think he's a solid player, but I don't think he's a, a, a good slash great player. Um, I think Ronald Jones' ceiling is obviously much higher, and that's why, you know, I would just I would let Peyton Barber walk probably and then be able to sign, you know, a guy that you could throw, you know, in on passing downs on third down, like a Chris Thompson or, you know, there, there's a few other free agents out there that will be available you know, that are basically receiving backs. Deion Lewis uh, was just released by the Titans today. Absolutely, That's an option. Yeah, yeah. So, Can't um, him, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, those those are options. I, I think that, you know, like I said, I think you've seen the max of Peyton Barber. Uh, he probably won't be back. And then I think Ronald Jones, I think he can take another step. And I think he could, I don't think he's going to end up being, you know, a top five running back, but in a, a thousand yard back. And I think that, um, mm-hmm. you know, w- with the with the, the right amount of touches, uh, I think he, he should be able to get there. So we'll, we'll see. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And my last question, and I'm going to let you guys get to another caller, but um, regarding the draft, I mean, we kind of have a pick where we can kind of dip into many positions. I mean, the big one I'm seeing is Caleb on chasing. That's like the one I've probably seen the most. I've seen a lot of people, a lot of my friends, they want us to go to Grant Delpit um, or Xavier McKinney or a bunch of like these safeties. And um, at that corner from Florida, people were talking about now, so I think CJ Henderson or something. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... Uh, and then I, I kind of, I really, really, really don't think we're going to go with the quarterback, but I, I really don't think that at all, especially with the reports that we're going all in on Tom Brady, but uh, who do you guys think we're drafting? I, I personally think it's Caleb on Chasen, but if you guys have any other opinions... Well, Caleb on is is my guy. I, I love I love him um, personally. I would hope that one of the four offensive tackles is on the board, but I understand that you know that's not the most likely scenario. And there is a scenario where they're all all four off the board. Um, then I would look to draft maybe a Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina, but I mean, there's mm-hmm. a possibility he could be off the board. So, um, I definitely like Jason a lot if, if, you know, all them guys are off the board and especially, you know, it's time to start thinking about like the future. So let's say you sign Jason Pierre Paul back. It's going to be a one or two year deal. You need to prepare for life after Jason Pierre Paul. And I think that Jason right now can give you an impact. And then in the immediate future, he can give you an impact. So, um, I think he would definitely be be a smart pick. Uh, Grant Delpit, I'm not really a big fan of him. Xavier McKinney, I like his game. I just don't think the Buccaneers should be drafting a safety or any secondary player in the first round. Yeah. Honestly, um, they, they've they've spent enough resources there in the draft. Uh, as for quarterback, yeah, they're, they're not going to be drafting a quarterback in the first round um, unless something crazy and like Tua or Justin Herbert ends up being there. But that's, you know, extremely unlikely. So um, Jason on 14 would be a pretty good fit, though. I, I like the Bucks mm-hmm. taking a, uh, an offensive tackle if it's available in the first round. I definitely want if them it's to available. Go, yeah. Yeah. I definitely want them to go trenches. Um, my perfect pick, like I said, in his offensive tackle, any of the four name big guys, Tristan Wirfs being one of them, um, I believe. But the other guy out of Bama, I forget his name. I feel so bad. 
Jedrick Wills. Yes, Jedrick Wills. Um, yeah, there's him. There's Andrew, I think it's Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. And, uh, and Mackay Beckton. Yeah. Yep. Now, Javon yeah. Kinlaw was another name that you brought up. I'd be fine with Kinlaw, but as time passes by, I start to think he's probably going to be taken at the top 10. I can see Jacksonville picking him up for sure. I mean, you look you at You don't the think Jacksonville will go corner? No, man, not the way that cuz they just lost uh what's his name in Goku? He's already made it. Yeah, but they don't they don't have any corners. Yeah, but they're losing their I don't know. I don't know. You build a team <laughs> in the trenches and I think the Jags You, you say you think Kinlaw's going to go to Jacksonville? I think he might. I think he might, but I could be wrong. Okay, you know, that's okay. the beauty of a. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could see that. I could see him going to the Jets as well. Yeah, I, I think I mean, I, I, a lot of mock drafts. I had, I had him picking at the Jets. I think Indy right before the Bucks is, is could be the spot. Ooh, you never know. Right. Braden, we appreciate you yeah. calling in, buddy. We're gonna get all right. We had a call come in, and the call connected fine. I just couldn't hear. Tom. Yeah, it did work. All right, John Willard from Ocala, Florida. What's up, John Willer from O'California, uh, Florida? Excuse me. What do you want to talk about? Well, I want to hear y'all's opinion on, like, your the running back situation. Y'all like Payne Barber and whoever and uh, Ronald Jones? Um, We kind of talked about this with the last guy, or I think the guy before him, but we'll jump back into it really quick. I think the Bucks would be fine for mixing up that running back room whether it's bringing in another guy in free agency or the draft i'd be fine with you know any of the running backs you can draft in the second or third round possibly um or any of the names you can bring in in free agency i think peyton barber will probably be one of the dario gambuale is another question mark uh but i do have faith in ronald jones and i think that if you give him the ball a little bit more next season he could be the guy for us All right, all right, I respect that. Evan, are you there, man? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, you know, just like we, we had talked about, you know, I, I think that Ronald Jones has a lot of potential. Um, you know, he's he's a he's still like a home run hitter type of running back to me. Um, but, you know, he proved a little bit more to me that he can run between the tackles. And that's something that I didn't really see, you know, as much of as I would have liked in college. Um but he's in USC, they're running a lot of spread stuff. But this year, you know, he was able to run between the tackles a good bit and actually broke off a few good gains. So, I mean, I, I don't mind the running back group. Like Rhett said, I think Peyton Barber is likely out. Um, Dario Gawale, you know, his status is up in the air. And, you know, TJ Logan, there's no guarantee he could be back. So, like, I think the only guy that's in that running back room right now that's guaranteed to come back is probably Jones. So, um, there might be some turnover there. I think you know they could hit free agency for that. Um, I personally would hit free agency for that. I honestly think if I had to put money, I would say they're probably going to draft one. Um, that's what it sounds like. Uh, no matter who the quarterback is, they're going to draft one in the second or third round, probably. Uh, running back, you know, whether that's a guy like Cam Akers or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or. Um, J.K. Dobbins, one of those guys, possibly. Uh, so I, I definitely think there's going to be a new running back in the room, and uh, you know, hopefully the run game's improved. Yeah, I agree with y'all on the the new running back, but I mean, like that Ronald Jones thing—that is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Like, come on, man, Ronald Jones is terrible. Oh. He's been a middle tier running back for the past like four years. I mean, I I don't know, I mean, man. I I think at USC, you know, he he broke a bunch of records there, and I mean, he didn't get drafted in the second round for nothing. 
It. I mean, it's well, also, I mean, you look can, at the situation. You talk about he, record. Look at the situation he was in, though. Rookie year, Dirk Cutter was our head coach, and Dirk Cutter barely used him. I mean, he had less than, I think, 30 carries his rookie year, 30 or 40 carries. That's ridiculous. Over a 16-game span, he just didn't get the playing time yeah. to really get in there, take some hits, get used to the NFL, and learn how to be a better running back. He showed us some good glimpses. He had multiple 100-yard games. The Rams game in particular I brought up earlier on the show, that was kind of taken away from him. So... In a sense, I think he is still unproven in a way. I'm not saying he's going to be our starter for years to come, but I think if he gets fed the ball more and he is just able to get his nose in plays more often, he can learn and he can take a step. I really think he's able to. I mean, yeah, I guess we could give him another shot, but, I mean, like, I'm a, I was almost afraid to come on here and disagree with y'all because, like, no, dude, I'm in the comments section come after you. and I, I look around like, I mean, do, do any of your followers actually disagree with you? Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't plenty. even want to comment because they're sucking you off so hard. No, dude. Uh, we have tons of people. I mean, I don't know if you heard the two other people that called in and told us how much we suck and our opinions are terrible. We have people disagree with us all the time. We don't have any beef with anyone who disagrees with us. That's the beauty of opinions, and I think that's what encourages great content on shows like this is when you have different opinions, you get those people together, and you talk about it. We're not out here to come after anyone if they don't agree with us. We're just here to speak our peace and root on the same team that we all do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's respectable what you guys were doing earlier. You dismissed those guys pretty well, but I don't know. I just feel like I'm dis disagreeing a bit too much with y'all. But y'all have a nice night. Hey, that's, that's fine. That's, I, I like it. You know, it's, it forms forms an active discussion, and you appreciate it. Yeah. We appreciate you calling in, buddy. Skype just crashed on me again for some damn reason, so we're going to open that back up and see if we can't take a few more phone calls before we wrap up and get out of here. But no, guys, we encourage all forms of communication, of conversation, all sorts of different opinions here once it's all put together. We got a call coming in from the 757. This might be our last call of the night. Let's pick it up, see where they're from. CFP, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, I'm T. Van Horn. I'm from Middletown, Rhode Island. Hey, what's up, Steve? What do you want to talk about today, my friend? Um, this isn't really a Bucks question, but I was wondering who your top five QBs are going into the next season. Okay, that's a pretty good one. I like the break from the Bucks talk. Let's do this. Evan should get a kick out of this one once we get him back in here. So top five QBs ranked going into the season. Well, let me sit here and think about all the quarterbacks going into next season and come up with a little comprehensive list here. I think we've got Evan Wanish back in the call. Yes, correct? Yes, sir. All right, and if you heard our buddy Steve, he was asking us our top five NFL quarterbacks going into next season. I'm going to throw up my list, and then you're welcome to follow it up. So, number one, I think he's going to be probably the best quarterback in the NFL for many, many years to come. It's got to be Patrick Mahomes. I, I just truly think that the guy is a next-level athlete, and, I mean, you see all the stuff that's coming out. Not only did he win a Super Bowl this year, but he didn't know how to read defenses until, like, what, six months ago, seven months ago? <laughs> the guy is a freak athlete, and I think he's going to continue to be the best for years to come. I mean, he's just got footballs in his DNA. Like, his, his little helix and his DNA strands, I forgot what it's called because I don't know the big science names, but it's just made out of different footballs. So I think he's number one for me. Number two... Uh -huh. 
will probably be Lamar Jackson. I mean, you know, we can sit here and talk about quarterbacks who can sling and throw the ball all day. Lamar Jackson had a ridiculous regular season run. Um, he's like Mike Vick, but better. And I think teams just really don't know how to game plan for him. I don't think there is any game planning for him. He's like a Swiss Army knife in the pocket. So Lamar Jackson is number two for me. Number three. Hmm. Number three might be Deshaun Watson. I like Deshaun Watson a lot. I think he's really good for Houston. I think he's been good for Houston. And uh, I think he's going to be good for years to come. So Deshaun Watson is my number three. I'm really racking my brain here thinking four and five. You know what? Actually, let me fix my list here. Number three is Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. I think he hasn't had all the pieces in Green Bay. He kind of had a lackluster year this year. Probably one of his worst years that he's had in the NFL. So I'll put Aaron Rodgers at number three. Number four will be Drew Brees. I think he's great. I think he's awesome when he's playing for the Saints. They beat us twice a year. You know, it's it's we have to play him twice a year, and we have to see how good Drew Brees is, especially at the age that he is. So I think Drew Brees is four. And number five... Oh, man. And, and we're not talking about, like, of all time. We're talking about right now. So Yeah, right now. I, number five was a toss-up for me between two quarterbacks. It was Tom Brady and Russell Wilson, but I'm going to go Russell Wilson for my number five. I think he's another one of those next-level quarterbacks. I think he's just now entering the prime of his career, and I think he's just going to keep getting better and better. Evan, I'll toss it over to you. What's your top five? All right, yeah. So, um, I, my my one and two are the same. Uh, Mahomes and and Lamar Jackson. Uh, three, I'm actually gonna go with Russell Wilson. I just think that, you know, I was for for a second there. I thought you weren't even gonna put him on your list, and I thought that would have been crazy. So, um, I just think Russell Wilson. I mean, he there's there are times where the Seahawks just the whole team isn't really like doing well, and he just carries them anyway. You always have a shot with him in at quarterback. Um, number four, I'm probably going to go with Deshaun Watson. I, I do like Deshaun Watson a lot. I think that the Texans finally have done a better job of protecting him. Um, of course, you know, his receiving threats are are still really good. And um, I just think that, you know, an, another year of development for him when he's already been really good, I just think it's going to benefit him. Um, and then number five, you know, this one is probably the trickiest one. Because there's there's a few different guys that I think it could go to, um, you know, like I, I'm I'm gonna I'm trying to project of like this season and thinking I I'm not gonna say Tom Brady, um, I, I'm I'll probably go I'll probably go Aaron Rodgers, uh, just because I think that Rodgers showed this year while you know like Rhett said it wasn't. Like his most like impressive year stat wise, I think he showed he can still sling it and still fit the ball in some really tight spots. Um, you know, he didn't throw as many touchdowns as you know he sometimes does. His interceptions were only he only threw four. So, um, you know, uh, I think he showed that that he can still play and get the Packers into the playoffs. 
Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, really good question. I really appreciate the question. Yeah, I love breaking up the monotony, man. We don't have to talk about the Bucks. We don't have to talk about Brady in particular. It's nice to get a good general football question. Thanks for calling in, Steve. We appreciate you, bud. Can I comment on, can, can I comment on your thing, on your all this? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what's up? All right, so I feel like putting Aaron Rodgers up there is kind of, like, not that good. I think neither of you mentioned Dak Prescott one time. He oh. had a hell of a season this year. I don't know how y'all could have put him in top five. Uh. Still think about Brady, because Brady, he's a system QB in my opinion. He is not good anymore. And Aaron Rodgers, he's proven that he is on the decline. I mean, the Packers were the worst 13-3 team I've ever seen in the history of the NFL. And to put Deshaun Watson, I feel, is not that good either. Cause I, I actually I, I took him off of my list. I, I thought I was putting him on, but then I kind of got myself together. He wasn't on my top five. Mm, okay. I don't know. But I feel like I, I, I agree with y'all with Patrick Mahomes at one. I feel Dak Prescott's number two. Lamar Jackson, I don't, I can't trust him yet. He had one good season so far, so I feel like he needs a couple more seasons to really show that he can be up there. And then, you know, I got my man Nathan Peterman at number four. He's one of the best QBs <laughs> of all time, I swear. And then number five, uh, I'm probably what's his name on the Saints? Drew Brees. Uh, no, 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 not him. The other QB. Taysom Hill. Yes, <laughs> he is the Swiss Army knife that you guys should have mentioned, not Lamar Jackson. <laughs> he only has, what, like five pass attempts in his career? Yes. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, you never know. He could be a starter somewhere else. Steve, we appreciate you calling in, buddy. All right. <laughs> what a list. Yeah. Oh, man. What a list. Oh, uh, it was good. Um, yeah, I I don't think Dak Prescott's a top five quarterback. I just don't. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think so. Call, and that'll be the last one for the episode. Um, I really noticed that Skype just doesn't work when we get those high volume of calls. And if you call in and it says that the caller is unavailable, it just means that the line is busy. We got a call coming in right now from the three five two to wrap up the show. CFP, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Griffin Greatness, and I finally got it to work. Oh, I'm so glad we were able to get you connected, buddy. Sorry about all the uh, all the other stuff that's going on. Let me see if I can get Evan back in this call here. No, it's fine. I'm happy it worked. You're all good. So what do you want to talk about, my man? All right. So four days ago, Computer Twink posted an article saying that Ryan Griffin should get a shot in 2020. And their main talking point was that uh, he, uh, people like Kyle Allen and Gardner Minshew had been doing well in the preseason. So it would make sense that someone that did better than him in the preseason should be as good in the regular season. And that if, uh, if Ryan's doing as good as he is there, then there's no reason why we shouldn't start him. Like if he is on the roster and he's been staying on the roster for seven years, or I'm sure, uh, He's been in the league seven years, but in the past five years, constantly going from roster to roster. He should be, he should have gotten a chance by now, right? <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I'm glad you called in. This is a great one to end the show. 
So you brought up the Pewter Plank putting out that article a little while ago that says Ryan Griffin yeah. should get a shot. And I will say this. I think if Ryan Griffin got a shot, let's say the worst possible case scenario happens with the Bucks and free agency, they fumble the bag with Tom Brady, they aren't able to go back and get Jameis Winston, they're left without one of the top-name free agent quarterbacks, and they end up starting Ryan Griffin. Let's say that's the scenario. That's the best possible scenario. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> so, I think having Ryan Griffin with one yeah. drive of NFL regular season experience, yeah. a ton of preseason games, I honestly yeah. believe that it would go like the average rookie year. I think maybe we'd see some rookie mistakes from Ryan Griffin, not because of age, but just because of the lack of regular season experience. I'm sure he could come in and ball out. He looked fairly good in his drive against the Colts. He was able to move the ball. We got a first down. That was great. But yeah, I think it would be I think it would be an adjustment for him. So I think if the Bucks were to give him a shot, it could be a productive season, but it's a risk you're willing to take. And right now we're talking about risks being taken at the quarterback position. So why not throw Ryan Griffin into the mix? Why the hell not? Yeah, Evan, not? what do you think, man? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to come out and say that right now. Okay. No, you can't I, give I him like, the benefit of the doubt for, for just one time. I, I like Ryan Griffin. I like Ryan as a person. All right. I, I've met him before. But um, I, you know, the dude. So, yeah, he has done well in a lot of preseasons. Like, I'll give you that. Like, he is actually, like, every single preseason, he's one of the best, like, statistical guys. He's the preseason messiah. He's yeah, but he's also playing at you know at that point you know he's been the third quarterback most of the time in Tampa, so at that point he's playing in like the third quarter, fourth quarter of a preseason game against guys that are likely going to be cut the very next day. So, um, you know, I just I just you know he he has success there, um, but like actually like football speaking like foot like football player wise. Um, I just don't think he has like an NFL quarterback arm. I just don't think he has enough zip on it um, to be able to make the throws. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, I think, has shown he has some zip. I just don't think Griffin has a lot of zip. You don't really see many fastballs from him. You see a lot of sort of lollipops and stuff. And I mean, he's got some nice touch, but um, I just don't think he has the arm to be a serious uh, competitor in the quarterback like situation. Yeah. Do you know who I think they said the same thing about? Uh, in the early 2000s. Who was that? Who? Tom Brady. No, okay, no, they didn't. <laughs> Six-round draft yeah. pick coming yeah. up, making a name yeah. for himself. Yeah. All he needs is a chance, yeah. baby. Tom Brady took he his did. chance and won a Super Bowl with it. All right? And yeah. I'm sorry, but uh, no, no. Yeah, if if Ryan Griffin if Ryan Griffin hasn't, hasn't gotten his shot yet, unfortunately, I don't think it's coming. Yeah. Griffin, greatness, we appreciate you. you. Sorry, go ahead. Good night. You never know. You never know. We appreciate you calling in, buddy. Guys, go follow Griffin Greatness on Instagram. He is the number one Ryan Griffin fan page, our third-string quarterback (laughs) for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Make sure you go give him a follow. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Go Bucks. Yeah, no problem, man. Go Bucks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap up the CFP Live call-in show for this week. We wanted to jump on, kind of just have a good time with you guys. I mean, we have a really good time with these live call-in shows, and 
we just wanted to kind of offer a break from everything else that's going on. It is not a good week for sports. At the moment, we really don't know when things are going to come back. And the worry is that this isn't something that's going to be gone in a few weeks. But the best thing that we can tell you is stay informed. Listen to every Bucks podcast because now you have time. <laughs> and wash your hands. Plenty of time. That's all you got to do. Yeah. You got to do those be, three be, things. Be smart. Just be smart as you can and you know, stay safe. Um, I, you know, I, I've never seen anything really like this. Um, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I've, you know, I've never seen a, a single day where, you know, or a single, you know, 24 hours really where in the span is, you know, hockey is done. Basketball is done for now, at least, um, March Madness is canceled, uh, you know, and just, it, it's it's horrible, you know, and but it's also the right decision. Uh, safety comes first, and you know, hope which is everybody out there staying safe, being smart, being like you said, informed, knowing what the symptoms of coronavirus are, and and knowing how to treat them. You know, if you if you feel sick, you know, please do something about it. Um, you know, just just try to keep you know try to keep a distance. Listen to a lot of the people that are telling you, you know that go on these shows, like they're they're giving you advice on on how to, you know, how to avoid it. And, you know, I don't really like to listen to a lot of those shows, but, you know, their advice, like, they're doctors, so they, they know what to do. And, um, you know, just like I said, just try to stay as safe as you can. It's it's spreading really fast, and um, hopefully, you know, we don't have to, we, we don't have to come on here and, you know, not have anybody to talk to. So, um, you know, hopefully the free agency doesn't get delayed at all or anything like that. Um, I know there's some things with the draft that, you know, the draft might have not have fans there, which would really suck for, you know, the NFL, but, um, we'll see what happens. Uh, just like I, like I said, though, biggest thing, stay safe, stay informed and just wash your hands. Be smart. Yeah, folks, that's all there is to it. Stay safe, wash your hands, stay informed and take care of each other. That's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who called in. We really do appreciate you. We're sorry that the program seemed to crash dozens of times, but it's what you have to go. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.